0: Scheduled program for this special report. God damn it! We lost! We fucking super lost, man! Blood force trauma! Trauma! Blood force drama! Trama! Blood force drama!
1: Trama! You're alone on an island. You can have three items to bring with you. What are they? Three? Yeah. <sighs> Why am I on an island? <laughs> You said in the woods. (laughs) Well, it's just about survivalism in general. Uh, The FedEx plane crashed. You're shipwrecked. What three items in uh, this? Oh, like Castaway? Yep. What three items you got? Fire starter. In what form? Do I get to, like, pick? Or Okay. um, And is it a lighter or is it, like, No, I got
0: my big-ass magnesium fucking fire starter rod, man, that's, like, Ten thousand strikes mm-hmm. before it even gets small. I got that bitch. Um, I got axe or machete, some kind of a big cutting situation. Probably more uh,
1: like axe. Are you familiar with the um, the kukri?
0: Sounds familiar. The
1: big forward-facing knife that that chick has in, uh... Oh, yeah, First yeah. Evil Apocalypse.
0: Yeah, it's, like, on, uh, like, Major Pain. Go get my field knife.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, the Gurkha warriors of Nepal used to carry those, and actually, when the Germans heard that they were about to encounter them in a mountain pass, they just turned tail and ran, because... we ain't fucking with them Kuguri? <laughs> I because they're, they're small. You think the Sherpa warriors, they're, like, acclimated to that elevation... And this was back in Mounted Cavalry was still a thing. So they'd like slide up under a horse and cut its fucking legs off. Damn. Yeah, they're wild. Thanks for shit. I've cut down trees with kukris before, and it's not hard. Yeah. Perfect blend of knife and axe.
0: Well, then I'll have one of those. Um, I should probably get one of them in real
1: life. (laughs) 118 bucks.
0: Nice. Uh, I remember it was an episode of Naked and Afraid, I think, where the guy had one. Cut his finger. Remember that one? It was like a fat dude and the like hippie chick. Oh, he probably had a katana at home. Yeah, I got a katana at home. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll have one of those fire starter. Third item. Can it be like a box or something, or does it have to be like one singular thing? Let's say an item. Okay. What uh, were you thinking of? A box of. Trash bags, like contractor bags. Yeah, so you can get away with that. You, so many things with those things, man. Or if I could only have one, I'd probably be rocking like a like a tarp or like a poncho
1: that could double as a tarp. So it's funny you say those because those are like almost virtually the core items that I would choose, and that I've chosen, going hiking in the backcountry. Because like that's, <laughs> that's what you
0: need, baby. That's <laughs> what you need.
1: Yeah, I'd run around with a um, a rechargeable Phoenix uh, flashlight. It has like twelve hundred lumens.
0: But what would you have in this situation? You couldn't have. You wouldn't have that flashlight because you can't recharge it, right? No, would it, you have my, the same thing that I? Yeah, have? I'd
1: have. I'd have virtually the same thing. Okay. So same brand there, but like I I used to go with a, um, probably no. I take the back. I'd swap out the tarp for, um, like a Life Straw. Life straws you can
0: boil water though. Yeah, you're, but it's you're hard. wasting your whole your whole thing for one one straw.
1: Yeah, but it's a damn good straw. <laughs> so I used to plan my routes around like streams and rivers. And mm-hmm. I just follow that. So I'd have unlimited water. Um, be able I mean, to- I
0: definitely have one of those in my bag. If I took my bag, I'd be out there for years, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's what
1: I'm saying. Um, we have a lot of modern day technology that can just bypass information, like the life straw. You just <laughs> stick it in a hole of water mm-hmm. and you can drink. Yeah, It'll be to prepare
0: shitty it. ass. Muddy water, and it's still gonna work.
1: That's what it was made for. Like, they have these cesspools in Africa where there's like a dead goat in the watering <laughs> hole, and shit's just <laughs> running off into it, and that's dead their God. only water source. So, like, we, we still need the water. So, this dude created this Kickstarter back before Kickstarter was a thing and made these life straws, and he was trying to sell them at like $20, was like the price point back then that would make it feasible as a business model. Um, yeah, they don't cost that anymore. I think
0: they're more expensive than that now, aren't they? Like um, a real one? The like 20, Life
1: 20 Straw? 20 something like that. Yeah, The Life Straw.
0: Yeah, I think they're like more than $20. But, like, the one that I have, like, screws onto the bottle, you know, mm-hmm. too, so you can, like, get your water in the bottle and then screw it on and just drink it right out of the fucking bottle. Right. Uh, I think it's good for, like... Ten thousand gallons of water or some shit before I have to, yeah, throw it away.
1: Definitely a a shelf life.
0: Yeah, I mean, are you going to be there for years or like overnight? (laughs) You
1: know, is this a castaway thing where you're gone for ten years? Because your life straw is going to be worthless after probably, you know, a month. Yeah, I would say in these situations, it's more of a castaway situation than. The post-apocalyptic rebuilding of society because then you can like wager on other people's strengths and weaknesses and experience and knowledge um and you have that communal effort but if it's just you alone in the woods right against man versus nature i think that my my basis is we have a greater edge today based on the um freedom and availability of survival information and tools absolutely, as our historical ancestors would have had with their equivalent tools and information.
0: Well, they had to build their tools and make the information for us to
1: get later. <laughs> yeah, but then that's, that's all self-sustaining, right? They're made all their tools.
0: Yeah. Um, I could definitely survive, I think. Uh, with those three items, um, life straw would be cool for especially for like getting started. So you could find, I think, even in the movie cast, the way he found like a freshwater stream on the island somewhere or something. Yeah, and I think had coconuts to begin with. Coconut yeah, water it was, is so good for you. Yeah, but it's also a natural accident, <clears throat> So you gotta think about that.
1: Also got electrolytes. Yeah, but you're shitting your brain zone. <laughs> like, if you've got anything in your stomach to shit out. Uh, well, I mean, he, he,
0: I think in that movie, he got kind of lucky. Because shit kept washing up on shore from the from the plane, you know. So he was able to, like, he used that fucking ice skate for everything, dude. <laughs> he was killing the mm-hmm. shit out of that ice skate, man. Um, He's wrapping shit up with videotape. See, now we don't have videotape. So we ain't going to be wrapping up with no videotape. Um,
1: Yeah, that's another big one for me is fishing line. Yeah. uh, Definitely it would be cool to
0: have some, like, 550 cord. Um, That's just, like, amazing, you know?
1: I've had to literally trust my life to it plenty of times before. Um, When I'd go uh, back country camping, I was really scared of, like, Bigfoot diddling my asshole in the hammock. <laughs> so uh, I'd climb up, like, 10 feet in the fucking trees and secure my hammock off there and make, like, a lanyard around myself in case I, like, had a nightmare and fell off <laughs> to my death. But I just I didn't want bears to fuck with me. Uh, there's a series called The Missing 411 by David Pilates, where he talks about all these disappearances across the U.S. national parks and how a lot of them are weird, like... Alien or ghost or like Bigfoot-esque, and so I'd listen to these for hours on my way out to go be alone in the woods for days at a time. <laughs> Fuck, man, I I fucked myself up. But uh, you know, like feral people and Bigfoot, and just that seeing so many bears there. I think I saw like four or five in in one hike. I literally almost walked into one. Mm. Uh, I was I was looking at I was on a horse trail looking at the ground because it's all larger rocks. It's not. Nice and smooth like a normal hiking trail, and I kept seeing these rocks turned over. Like, oh, something's foraging. You know, probably a bear looking for grubs and stuff. Walked like thirty feet behind it before I finally looked up and saw it there. And it didn't recognize or acknowledge me yet. But they're pretty quiet. Oh yeah, fucking uh, quiet, man. Yeah, it's
0: it's. I mean, they are predators. Um, they know how to be quiet. Then you know. Like, I don't know about Virginia or wherever you were, but I mean, we got Panthers down here. You know, like Listen, a, Panthers are gangsters, man. They like fly out of trees and shit and jump on your ass. Um, yeah, uh, I could make it. If, if, if I was on an island, I don't know. I mean, I think the the skill set is what you need. You know, like knowing how to survive in that situation, how to build a shelter. Um even a small one, like out of the tarp or or the the garbage bag or whatever, you know. Um
1: so when do you think we were most well equipped to survive alone? Like at what point in history is it now or is it 4000 years ago?
0: Well, well equipped as in like access to knowledge and shit or the the whole smorgasbord of
1: tools
0: knowledge well, I think right now there's just a plethora of you can just go on YouTube and find anything you want or or the internet you know and you can right. you can learn this stuff there's schools for it now like like yes. Montana they have like a
1: survival bushcraft college you know That's, that's my argument is that we are better now because like science has solidified a lot of the, um, cultural, I forget what it's called. Like traditional knowledge and stuff, right? Like what works, what don't. Yeah. You're told by a grandfather, this is the way to do it. Like science now can prove that is, or is not the way to do it and why, and what's a better way. Right. Like I remember growing up watching Survivor Man, yeah. Les Stroud is the G-est of G's. Oh yeah, yeah. And he
0: he's kind of where I got my my poncho thing from. That guy with the poncho, fucking
1: killing it. He's he's the fucking king. Then you had Bear Grylls, which despite all of the piss uh, drinker, yeah, <laughs> piss uh, drinker. <laughs> despite all of the um, you know allegations against like the show being fake and produced all fucked up and everything else like dude still has skills right he's oh, still yeah, like, expertish sas still learned a lot from that and that's... yeah there's
0: a whole community around it now you know you got naked and afraid you got uh, alone alone is like my favorite that's a good one um i actually know a guy that wanted to go on naked and afraid and then like was going to go and then found out that uh, they like cut a lot of shit out and like make you look like you're more. Do they shrink his dong? Well, no, they like. Uh, they cut some of the shit you say out, even if you're doing like really well. They kind of. So, like... They
1: make you look inept.
0: Yeah, they make you look like you're struggling more. And he's like, I'm going to fucking destroy this shit. I'm not going to struggle. So he's actually on the uh, Appalachian Trail right now, like as we speak. Mm hmm. Um, then he's done it once before. He's trying to do it, like, way faster this time. So, he's a... He's a survivor kind of dude. He's a pretty cool guy. Real smart dude. I'd love to have him on the show one time. Um, older guys lived his... Through a lot of things and knows a lot of shit. Kind of a hippie. Smokes weed and shit. But super cool guy. So... Yeah, he's, uh, he's doing that, and, like, I totally could see him going on a loan, because, like, on a loan, man, you can bring a lot of shit, like, you know, naked and afraid you get, like, two items or something, but, like, alone, you got your fucking, all your clothes on, you know, you got a, a bag full of shit. I think they got, like, ten items that they get? No, it,
1: it looks like they got more, because they got these giant fucking backpacks full of shit, you know? Well, yeah, I don't know that they even count your pack as an item. They don't count your clothes I don't think as they do. an
0: item. I don't think they do. If you um,
1: take a bow and arrow, it's the whole setup, right. not just, you know.
0: That one arrow. chick, man. That one chick. The hippie? W- the hippie chick like, built a whole house and had a fireplace and a fucking sauna. And then she just
1: decided she didn't I want to do it I thought she was going
0: to win, for yeah, sure. Yeah, same here. I same was here. like, that chick's going to win, man.
1: She'll live out there for years. And that's, that's one of the... She's
0: like, eh. No, I've had enough of this.
1: <laughs> I think that's one of the uh aspects that we would be better off historically versus now cuz now we can't post like god damn it, a bear broke into my camp and ate all my fucking honey and nuts. I'm just going to starve tomorrow, whatever. Like, you know, day 13 into it, like you can't just quit. Yeah, well we'd be wanting to converse, right? Even they have their cameras that they're talking to. They they're yeah. making a show. Right? That would so be the downfall, yeah. They get to express themselves. I think historically we were just yeah, this is what it is. Right. There's no point in bitching. No one's fucking listening.
0: Yeah, you only get to bitch around the ra- the campfire when you're like an Indian or some shit. hmm You know, like fucking buried all our food, man. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Well we find more food, <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, people have been surviving forever and literally um there was a movie I watched. Uh, two girls.
1: Don't was, say one cup.
0: No no, 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 no. No. No, God, no. I was fucking horrified. My soul
1: couldn't survive that.
0: it uh, was something about a forest. Something in the forest. In the forest or something. Um, What's the chick that turned herself into a dude? Famous chick, Elliot.
1: Elliot Page.
0: What was her name before when she was still a girl? Uh, Ellen. Ellen Page. Yeah. It says it in the credits, so I'm going to use it. Fucking like Ellen Page was in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, something happens. Some kind of post-apocalyptic situation. Power goes out. Everything's all fucked up. Um, dad's kind of a prepper. Dad dies. Got to survive. Uh, they're eating, like, beans and rice, shit like that. Um, older sister gets, like, raped by some random dude. Uh, anyway, they had, like, foraging books and shit, because the dad is a prepper, so they lived in, like, it looked like Canada, like, British Columbia kind of area, big trees, maybe it was Northern California or something, I don't know, but big trees, big forest kind of thing. And they're, like, trying to, like, hold, they're, they're young, you know, she's supposed to be, like, Ellen Page is supposed to be, like, maybe 17, the older girl's, like, probably 20-something, so they're, uh, they start to learn, like, how to, how to live off the forest, you know, from these books, and, uh, they, you know, learn how to hunt, shit, kill animals, use the parts, um society's falling apart all around they're kind of like off the off the beaten path and people start to realize where they are so they're but you know they're like this is probably months into the power going down so they're like uh you know we've been surviving off the fucking forest and it's like people have only had electricity for like 60 years you know they did it for hundreds of thousands of years before let's just right. go and live in the forest so they ended up going and living in the forest. So I mean, it's definitely possible. You don't have to have all this fancy crap to to live. This is just comfort, not survival. You know, it was a good movie though. I have to think of what it is and tell you what it is, but um, you know, knowing shit like, like I've talked about this in other episodes. You know, having these skills, knowing how to do things is. Extremely important, knowing what you can eat, what you can't. Like I'm trying to like turn my yard into like Willy Wonka fucking chocolate factory kind of situation where you can like eat everything in the yard, you know? Where like to uh, have these ferns, like sword ferns. You see them everywhere. Yeah, fucking everywhere. They grow in every every state except for like Arizona, California. Big forests. They're all. They like surround the trees. They look like a sword. Um, if you dig those up, they are tubers, which is a potato-like thing in the on on the root. It's what feeds the plant water. Mm-hmm. Well, you can eat those like potatoes. You know, clean them off, fucking boil them, get mashed potatoes, in the fucking Baked potato in the in the middle of the forest.
1: I think that's going to be one of our Achilles' heels. Is like if you know if you already know um, what is edible versus what is inedible, you can walk a three mile path and come out with like sixty percent more food. Then if you didn't know, walking that same three mile path, you just, your your vision and your scope of what qualifies is is very lessened. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. man.
0: Um, you know, there's so many things that like are gross, but you can eat them. Mm-hmm. Grubs.
1: Yeah, bugs are huge. Those what's a matata. <laughs> yeah, they they have Hakuna Matata over in Southeast Asia a lot. And we yeah, don't they, do that either. They literally
0: eat grasshoppers and shit. I mean. But, you know, grubs. They're, like, really high in protein and shit. It's fucking kind of nasty. But worms. Fucking earthworms.
1: Some of them taste like, like peanut butter.
0: I've heard that. I've never actually eaten one. Because I don't have to yet. <laughs> I definitely have thought about, like, going out and just doing it to get used to it. Because you get past that, like, bleh, kind of slimy <laughs> <yet> satisfying. <laughs> yeah. satisfying yeah uh fucking worms earthworms super high in, in protein and shit man it's gross but you know like, even in like the walking dead the whisperer people that wore those zombie masks you know they're like fucking eating worms right out of the ground uh get a bunch of fucking worms get you some grubs get you some fucking fern potatoes um uh, Fucking mushrooms and shit, man. You got a fucking meal, son. That's like spaghetti, <laughs> almost. <laughs> you know, sort of. It it might taste good if you can spaghetti
1: tubers with cockroach croutons.
0: I mean, if you can season it like I I, when I go to the like, out to eat and they have like uh, the pepper packets, yeah. I take them pepper packets home, son. <laughs> like I got a whole bag of fucking pepper packets. Pepper, salt, shit like that. Maple syrup from... mm mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, some little fucking ketchup packets, hot sauce packets. They stay good for a while, and I just keep refilling them, so... Grub with some hot sauce on it.
1: Might be good, man. Yeah, one of those episodes, or I guess seasons of Alone, they're up in, like, B.C., in some of the most densely populated bear country,
0: I remember, I remember that one. I think that was the first first season. With dude, the old dude
1: that won. scared the shit out of me.
0: Yeah, well, that one bear was like right next to his tent. And he's like, "Hey bear, hey bear." <laughs> yeah, he quit that day.
1: Yeah, there's a there's a missing four one one case. You know, speaking of earlier, uh, about a gentleman named Bart Schleyer, and like this dude was a big game conservationist like hunter. So he was a part of several organizations like fish and wildlife. So they'd bring him around. He studied. Did he get eaten by a bear? They don't know what he got eaten by because none of the, (laughs) none of the bits they found matched either wolves or bears. Um, So it's like some mystery predator got him. But like this dude spent his life studying and living basically beside grizzly bears. No incident studied Siberian tigers hmm. went into their um their dens and like measured their cubs and checked on the health and stuff while the tigers were hunting. No incident like really impressive resume Dude was a naturalist to the nth degree, and he still got taken out by something.
0: Did he have a fucking knife did he have a what was it thing called? A Kachulu or some shit? A uh, Kukri.
1: Kukri? Did he have a oh, fucking was, Kukri to gank that bitch with? He was hunting. He had his bow, but his bow was propped up somewhere with the arrows.
0: Don't ever put your bow down when you're out in the woods, man.
1: I don't think he would have in most cases, which is what makes his case really weird.
0: Somebody probably killed him, and then the bunch of shit ate him.
1: I you know. Weird case. You could look into it. It's online, but um, just the fact that... Like, you can be really prepared and know animals, and something can still happen to you. Most fuck, people you can don't. You break your leg or some shit. Yeah, most people don't know about animals beyond their cat no, and dog.
0: No, no. Um, look at the fucking crocodile hunter, man. Motherfucker got taken out by a stingray. He was, like, fighting with fucking crocodiles
1: that were, like, 40 feet long. Snakes and shit. I think his first catch, he said in an interview, he was with his father, and they're hunting at night. And he jumped in after a croc. It was like an eight foot croc when he was 10 years old and wrestled that shit.
0: What kind of island are we on in this scenario? Castaway or is it like a fucking Indonesia island with like Komodo dragons? Because that shit's scary, man. (laughs) Komodo dragons are real, real scary. They're fucking terrifying. Um, You see that episode of Crocodile Hunter where he was fucking with the Komodo
1: dragon? He's a brave dude, man. They're wicked, and it takes a lot. Um, when I'm out there, that's one of the hardest things is to basically exist out there in the darkness, listening to the sounds of the wild, and being able to self-talk your way through fear, basically. You ever see my cousin Vinny? Maybe once. I don't recall it with uh, Joe Pesci. Yeah, I know of it. I just I couldn't tell you a scene from it.
0: Uh, he's from New York, you know, and he's like a mobster kind of lawyer dude and fucking he uh can't sleep because the sounds are different. There's like a train or something next to the hotel, so the other lawyer guys really? stay in my cabin, man, it's peaceful out there and They go stay in the cabin, and it's like a bunch of fucking owls hooting and like crickets chirping and just a bunch of animal noises, you know. He like runs outside in his fucking leather jacket and his underwear with a forty four Magnum and starts shooting and stuff. Uh, and he can't sleep, still. And then he ends up getting arrested and he he's sleeping during a fucking prison riot.
1: It's it, nature's weird, but like, so I had a situation. I was camping with a girl. Uh, we were dating. Mm-hmm. Went out to Blue Ridge Parkway.
0: Were you naked and afraid?
1: No, it was so cold. It was like, <laughs> it was like 16 degrees or something You were like naked that. and I'm hypothermic. <laughs> I had like a single man sleeping bag, or might have been technically two man, but we're fully clothed with boots on, trying to sleep in this tent, in this sleeping bag, zipping ourselves up. And it was so cold that she's like freezing. So I made a so fire.
0: You, you said, let's share body heat.
1: <laughs> no no, because okay listen. so i was no, worried was about ugly no no she's great <laughs> um but there's laws against making fires and i'm like well this is to the point where we're we're going to die yeah i was like survival whatever but i'm on this hillside in this valley and i can see a red light on the other mountain so i'm thinking it's either a hunter chasing a blood trail uh, another hiker that's just running in the trail at night, which is stupid because it's again like sixteen degrees um or it's like a wildlife ranger mm-hmm. that's going through here. so I built up some stones creating like a barrier from them seeing the fire on their side of the hill, and then I was heating up stones who were like changing out these stones, sitting on them, you know putting around us uh, but when we decided to go to bed, Covered that shit with snow, the fire. Hop into the tent, trying to get sleep, and we hear, you know, cracking all the time. And I'm trying to reassure her that it's just the snow compressing on the um, branches and stuff like that. And It's just the fire naturally falling in on itself. Mm. Well, she's not having it. She's like, no, that was over here. Fire's over you know, there. Somebody's walking around out there. Right. So I'd pop out with my big-ass flashlight. Of like fourteen hundred lumens, brighten up the whole forest. Right? I can see everything, <laughs> you know. And uh, probably Dave's out. out
0: there with a fucking helicopter light. <laughs> yeah, this is
1: basically a spotlight. Uh, it was on a floodlight mode, and so I can see at like a hundred thirty-five degree angle out a hundred and forty feet, and nothing. Sit there. Two minutes goes by. All right, I'm fucking cold again. Get back in the sleeping bag, struggle to zip it up. And this happens like five or six times. I'm just like, all right, bitch, we're leaving. <laughs> we left the tent there. We hiked back like the three miles to the car where we parked, hopped in the car, turned on the heat, put her in the um, back seats, you know, laid down. So she's like sleeping in the trunk and stuff. Boop. And uh Holy shit. yeah, so this whole time while we're chilling out and we're trying to like calm down, she tells me a story about how these people used to show up in her backyard. She oh, used to live shit. out in, like, a rural area. And these people just stand there like some M. Night Shyamalan fucking movie and just stare at her house and then walk back into the woods. At varying times of day, sometimes in the middle of the night. But they weren't ever dressed, like, one way. Like, some were joggers, some were in their suits, some were just in, like... You know, plaid shirts and stuff and they wouldn't ever respond when they were yelled at like the dad would run out there and like chase him off like they just wouldn't even say anything they just turn and walk calmly back in the woods so weird spooky story and she tells me this while we're in the middle of the blue ridge parkway at night <laughs> so i back the car up in this parking spot with the uh, the ass end of the car to a cliff and then the front of the car towards the road in the parking lot with my high beams on and just i'm sitting there all night like just (laughs) waiting for the the shadow people yeah yeah open the door do like a 360 perimeter check make sure no descent monsters are climbing up the side of the cliff
0: oh fucking crap
1: but just in a in a rational fear uh overtook me and i'm doing my best to like yeah, this chick is probably off her meds. i <laughs> like, I should <laughs> probably never talk to her again when we get home. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. But, like, fear is is a huge part of survival, and that, that self-talk aspect, I think, is probably your greatest tool, beyond mm-hmm. fire-starting, beyond... Experience
0: is definitely a big one, you know? Uh, sometimes you gotta, like, just like anything, you know? You know, you never go, like, into anything knowing how to do it. Um, You're not going to go be the best boxer right out of the gate or be the best football player, basketball player, survivor, you know. Um, Sometimes you have to put yourself into these these things, like I was talking about eating grubs. You know, I don't really want to. (laughs) But, uh... When it comes down to it, I don't want to be afraid to do it or be like, I can't do it because it tastes gross or, you know, you have to eat it to live. So, training is important. Um, you know, like, uh, I, I haven't done it in a while, but when my kids were younger. Uh, my daughter was in, like, Girl Scouts and my son was in Boy Scouts, so... We would go out to like uh, Rye Park to the hiking trails and they got like a campground out there and I'd be like, okay, you have to start a fire out of stuff that you just find laying around. You know, you can't have a lighter, can't have matches or, any, or even a fire starter. You have to figure out how to build a fire with nothing. Mm-hmm. Daughter's like super fucking creative with shit. so. She goes, look, they, you know, they go on like an Easter egg hunt looking for shit to find how to build this fire. So my son goes over to the cabbage palm tree, has all these little hairy fibers that are always dry. Pulls a bunch of those off. He's like eight, you know, pulls a bunch of those off. She's like, good Tinder, Dad. <laughs> you know, I'm like, fuck, yeah. Daughter comes back with a pair of glasses that somebody left on the like, like reading glasses that, that somebody left on the table. Mm hmm. Like the picnic table, he's like, "I got these glasses. We could use it like a magnifying glass." I'm like, "God damn, fucking <laughs> awesome!" And it worked. Like it fucking worked. It was like, "Holy shit, it works!" <laughs> you know, <laughs> I halfway didn't expect it to happen because they're you know reading glasses, but it fucking worked. It took a little while, but it worked. And then there's like pine logs. They know that like native pine has a bunch of sap, so it lights mm-hmm. lights up instantly sun comes back with a bunch of sappy ass sappy ass logs mm-hmm. um you know even like the sap itself will, will uh, out of a pine tree if you cut it it'll drain and dry and it crystallizes you can pull that shit off fucking and, and it goes like instant you know and then it melts and burns so, if you got a big chunk of fucking pine sap, it'll burn, like, it'll melt and then, like, engulf the whole fire and then make it light. So, then they know this shit. So, they built a fire in, like, ten minutes with some shit they found on the ground. You know, I was like, God damn. I don't even know if I would have thought about the glasses. I was like, fuck, man, you're a goddamn genius. God damn it, go. You're a goddamn genius. So, you know, training to do these things is important. And, you know like, uh I I prep, we all know this, and you know, I have these, these bug out bags, and some of them are kind of heavy, like, mine's heavy, Uh all the gear is heavy, so, like, I'll go out in the backyard and put all this shit on and, like, at least walk around, you know, I don't, I don't really run, but, because, right. <laughs> you know, my knees can't take that shit, but. You gotta get used to the weight, you gotta get used to eating weird shit, you gotta get used to all this stuff, because that fear, you have to train yourself to deal with the fear, you know, because your first reaction is to freak the fuck out, in any situation that you're, like, going to die in, or could possibly die, you know, first there's denial, then there's, oh shit, you know, so, oh, somebody will come, oh fuck, nobody's coming, (laughs) oh, what am I gonna do, you know, so... Staying calm in fucked up situations is uh a skill you have to teach yourself um you know being in military, they teach you how to do that shit um That's one of the main things is controlling the fear. fear can make you a break oh yeah, you'll make the irrational decision you'll, you'll yeah, make the wrong most decision. most of the time, most of the time, you know, and I mean you gotta get to live through some pain. Like, pain sucks, but pain lets you know that you're still alive.
1: Yeah, ad- adversity spurns growth and ingenuity. Right,
0: so, you know, ancient warriors and shit had to go through these rites of passages, you know. like You had to go out, you know, like the Agogi on 300, you had to go out in the snow and fucking fight with bulbs and, um, Even like the you know, indigenous people, Indians, whatever you want to call them. They had, like, uh, the the young warrior would have to go out.
1: You must go for a vision quest.
0: Yeah, they feed him a bunch of fucking peyote and send him out of the fucking, into the forest, you know? Um, they, they had these, these things of becoming a man. Like, you, you go out when you're like a kid, essentially. You're like, you know, 16 or whatever, 14, who knows? And, uh, You have to survive a night or a week or whatever with minimal tools. And this was like a thing in most of society back then. You know, ancient times. Yeah, this ain't Pokemon. (laughs) No. You know, the Vikings, they had that shit. Um, Indians, uh, Mongolians, Chinese
1: people. Virtually every culture historically has had a, a coming of age or like has hunting and survival as a core concept of their cultural evolution and like your position in society you know when you're you're finally blooded or accepted as a man um and i think it's only until pretty recently that that's been done away with but even being drafted into wars as a uh, part of that Has happened as soon as you're able to wield a sword. I think uh
0: I think it was like earlier than fifties, like nineteen fifties and earlier. You know, like in PE class in school you had like these everybody was in shape because they had these like rigorous training things. Um pull ups and you had, like, even when I was a kid, you had, like, the peg board. You yeah. remember the peg board? Did you have that? Like, no, you have a, a round peg. Well, no, it's in school. Yeah. So, you know, you have, like, the round pegs, and you have, like, a, a board that goes up the wall. And you put the peg in, and then you put the next peg and you have to climb the wall with these fucking pegs with just your arms. No, it's not something I ever had in my school. That shit was gangster, man. We were a bunch of in-shape little crackers running around, dude. We were a bunch of badasses. Um, Motherfuckers climbing the wall like the Matrix shit, (laughs) you know? And they, like, did away with all that shit. You got a bunch of softy fucking kids running around now, you know? Um, Especially, like, 50s and earlier. They wanted, especially men, they wanted the men to be in shape, ready to go. Because yep. they were always worried about some kind of war or something. So now you look at America. It's like number one in obesity and fucking diabetes and shit. Bunch of fat fucks. They would never survive. Fat, without spoiled, a fucking. Entitled. Yeah, they can't go to McDonald's. They're like having a fucking conniption fit. Um, couldn't even imagine eating fucking grubs. You know, these fucking fat fucks. Uh, not that I'm, like, in super good shape or anything, but, I mean, I'll eat almost anything if I'm dying, you know? So. Most
1: people will. There was a, uh, case of a gentleman being stranded at sea for, like, well, all, 90 days or more, and after... Like thirty or forty days, he started to have dreams about the fish having M and M's for eyeballs. Oh
0: uh, yeah, we talked about this. The yeah. omega
1: shit. Yeah, so he ended up eating the fish eyeballs that he wasn't eating before because they were like contained like zinc or magnesium or something and his body body needed, body needed it. Right? But his brain knew from genetic knowledge like exactly the minerals and vitamins and fats that he needed. And was able to trick him. And he said when he was like actively eating it. They tasted like M&M's. Like Mm. dream translated to consciousness. And rewired his taste buds. So that he'd survive. So the will to survive. Is literally baked into us. And we have. So much more knowledge than we think we do. um, Just that our body knows. You know. And uh, I think that again we have access to more knowledge now to prepare ourselves we have these courses where we can in a safe environment simulate unsafe and dangerous situations and test ourselves see where we fall on that scale you know between incompetence and competence so that when it happens when shit does hit the fan or when we we put ourselves in a situation where we are out of our element we are able to accurately assess what level of competence we have and mm-hmm. like know our place in the bigger picture. Know where we fall off the map and we are out of our element. Um so yeah. go take one of those classes, look into, you know, Survivor Man, Man versus Wild. Give yourself some working knowledge uh, yeah. because you never know in your daily life, you know, you could be traveling through the holidays, your car slides off the side yeah. of the road, you're stuck there in a survival situation. This this still happens.
0: Yeah, it's, it's one that's not even that old. Like the Chinese guy, he had a white wife, um, kids, was well, somewhere up north, Canada probably, went off the beaten path kind of thing, got stuck in like this big winter blizzard. And uh, then they, like, ran the car out of gas for the heater Mm -hmm. because they're inexperienced. So, you know, it's fucking cold, but there's other ways. So, yeah, they ran the car out of gas. Now they're fucking stranded. And then they got this, like, uh, big idea to, like, catch the tires on fire. (laughs) Yeah, man. They, like, took the tires off the car. Somehow they caught them on fire <laughs> to, like, try to signal people with the black smoke. Well, that didn't work. So now you're really stranded. Um, they ended up dying out there, all of them.
1: I think uh, Les Stroud has a special where he went over this yeah, and he yeah, reenacted he, everything.
0: Yeah, he did that uh, with the seat covers. Like, he cut the seats off mm-hmm. and the padding and stuff, and he used it for insulation. And... So, yeah, man, like, it still happens. You still you know, take trips and you're in the middle of nowhere, or whatever, you know, there's a lot of times where people just don't stop and help you. So you got to know how to do shit. You know, For instance, uh, there was a car broke down and nobody was even in it. Like it broke down in the middle of the road when we were on the way to the gym and uh, I was behind him. And I, I was late, so I didn't help. But I went to the gym, and then we were leaving. The car was still sitting there, and nobody in it. You know, and there was a cop behind them. They had the uh, lights on. And uh, I was like, oh, I guess that car was broke down. You know, and then my son's like, what would you do if the car broke down like that? And I was like, I would just push it off the road like a G. <laughs> you know? But some people can't do that stuff, so, you know. Rule number one to the apocalypse,
1: cardio. You oh, know? Yeah, overall fitness like we used to have.
0: Yeah, you know, I think that that's the reason that in the older generations and stuff that they were just, there wasn't any fat people, in like the, except for rich people. There wasn't any fat people in, like, the general population of, like, the 50s, 40s. They were all in shape as fuck all the time you know so being in shape knowing how to do shit go through some pain to learn how to do this stuff uh you know but i mean i could survive i think most general population probably wouldn't
1: they like said go out train yourself safely right don't take this and run and go do a a 4 day solo hike somewhere no anytime you go somewhere make sure you you let someone know multiple people know right don't have a single point of failure Mm -hmm. i used to make my google maps i used to make routes online and share those links with my friends and family right let them know if you don't hear from me by this time go ahead put up the call you have plenty of um satellite beacons and stuff like that you can signal for distress just don't don't go extreme either like taking three items
0: (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the worst case you know um if you're gonna go out somewhere have ways to communicate have beacons or flares you know flare gun whatever if you're gonna go out in the water even your flare gun communication devices yeah phone
1: redundancy right you can't allow yourself to have a single point of failure. You know, you only have one You're waiting on your phone, or you have one flare. Yeah.
0: I mean, I got shit in my car, even. You know, like, I my get home bag, but it's also, like, my breakdown bag. And like, I used to carry that when I drove the truck, because the truck and truck was a piece of shit and break down all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'd be stuck in the middle of fucking nowhere with no food, no water, no way to get anywhere. And I'd just sit there, you know? So, I started bringing it then, and, you know, the truck would break down, and I'd be chilling under the truck somewhere, eating MREs and drinking water, hanging out, watching fucking YouTube. It was awesome. So, you know, have some shit in your car, break down, emergency set, because you never know what the fuck's going to happen.
1: Yeah. The, The more you know, the less afraid you are. Yeah. The more you know, the more you grow.